Hello everyone, welcome back to History Snippets. My name is Aaron, and today I'm going to read a snippet to my friend Sky, who has no clue who, what, or when I'm going to be reading about. How are you doing, Sky? Hello. I'm ready to hear a happy story about death and decay. <sighs> I'm so tired today. Oh boy. <laughs> well, um, well, yeah, we've had two kind of grim episodes in a row. We had the Bisbee deportation, which was, um, it's a bit of a downer. Uh, then we had the Demon Core, which was... That, that was a happy light story. A children's story, I'd call there it. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so this time I, I decided we, we need something not so dark. At least that's what I was planning to do. But then I found this dude. <laughs> okay. I'm excited. Shinmen Musashi no Kami Fujiwara no Harunobu, commonly known as Miyamoto Musashi, was born in 1584. <laughs> now, I'm just going to preface this. This is a Japanese gentleman. All the names in this are very Japanese. This is all about feudal Japan, and I am born and raised in Texas, so I am going to massacre the pronunciations of every single name in this. I went to Google, I threw in the names, and they spat out a thing, but I can't remember it because there's like 40 names in this. I didn't think it could get worse in your French and German pronunciations, but I, I guess Japanese to UK. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm glad. I'm glad I'm jumping over that bar you set for me. Mm-hmm. Ah. Okay, yeah, so he's got a long name. Um, but he's commonly known as Miyamoto Musashi. Yes, very famous. You know him? Mm -hmm. I'm a weeb. <laughs> oh, no. Do you know his story? Not well. Oh, I don't good. think so. Phew. Okay, so Musashi was born in 1584 in the Harima province of Japan, which is part of the present-day Hyogo prefecture. We don't know much about Musashi's mother, uh, not even her name, but Musashi's father was Shinmen Munisai, a highly talented and honored martial artist skilled with both the sword and... Now, this is a blade called Jute, I think? J-U-T-T-E? Hut? I don't know. <laughs> J-U-T-T-E. I think it's a jute. Uh, basically, it's a small dagger uh, that has, like, a hook on the top of it. Oh, an idiot, yeah. Jute. Jute. Mm. Okay. Jute. Well, his father was an uh, honored martial artist, very skilled with both the sword and the jutta. Um, Musashi's grandfather was Hirata Shogun, a personal guard to Shenmen Iga no Kami, the lord of Takayama Castle in the Oshino district of Mimasaka province. I wasn't joking about the names. There's a lot. <laughs> uh, I'm having fun with it. <laughs> I'm doing my best. I swear to God. I really am. I did search up a lot of these beforehand and check with like some pronunciation things. Um, so... Uh, his grandfather, Hirata, was so valued by Lord Shinman that he was allowed to take the Shinman name as his own. So because of this, Miyamoto Musashi's full name contained the name and title Shinman, making him a nominal governor of the Musashi province by blood. On top of that, of uh, all this highly honored heritage, Musashi also belonged to the Fujiwara lineage, one of feudal Japan's most powerful families. Musashi's father, Munisai, was a very strict man who showed his son no love. He pushed him extremely hard, uh, had him training with sword fighting and combat day in and out. It's not entirely sure what happened, but around the age of seven, his father just kind of left the picture. Um, I had three different answers from three different sources that are all equally valid. So, one source said he died in a duel, one said he fled due to a bounty, and another said that he didn't actually die, he just sent his son away. But whatever the case, when mm -hmm. Musashi was seven, his, uh, he went to live with uh, two of his uncles. One of them was Doran, which was an uncle by blood, 
and Tasumi, which was an uncle by marriage. So Musashi moved in with his uncles at a Shorian temple about three kilometers from the town of Hirofuku. At the temple, uh, his uncles educated him in Buddhism and academical topics such as writing and reading. And he also received training with the sword and with the family trade of the Juta. Was that what we agreed on? Something like that, sure. That curved hook dagger, yeah. Yes. Okay. Musashi developed a uh, particularly extreme case of acne and eczema at an early age, around 12. It was said to have left his face covered in deep scars and made him rather difficult to look at. Some sources also said that this is because Musashi refused to bathe and even rarely changed clothes, as he didn't want to be caught off guard by enemies. He's basically <laughs> a dirty, scarred teenager. You know, get, ma- get me, Mom. I don't want to shower so enemies don't attack me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, his face was described as, like, a horror and stuff. Like, it was, it was bad. Yeah. Uh, so... In 1596, a samurai named Arima Kihai arrived at the nearby town of Hirofuku. Kihai was traveling Japan to train himself. He was a skilled samurai who fought using the Kashima Shinto Ryu style with a wakizashi, a small katana-like blade. Every town he went to, Kihai, which this is amazing, would put up a flyer saying he'd accept a duel from anyone. Mm-hmm. This was how he'd prove himself, and he just went around to every village, he just put up a flyer, and just, come try it! <laughs> I mean, that's one way to get your duels, right? I guess, yeah. At, at least that way you don't have to insult someone in a bar. Yeah. So it was like a public challenge of sorts. Mm. Naturally, the 13-year-old Musashi wrote his name on the flyer, challenging mm-hmm. the 20-something-year-old well-trained samurai to a duel to the death. Later that day, a messenger arrived at the temple where he met Doran, Musashi's uncle. The messenger told Doran that his nephew Musashi's challenge had been accepted by the great Arima Kihai and they would fight at dawn. Now, Doran was rather shocked, mainly because Musashi had not told him about the duel (laughs) when he had been down to the town shopping. (laughs) Yep. So Doran went to meet with Samurai Kihai, and he begged Kihai to call off the duel, on the grounds that Musashi was far too young to make such a challenge in the first place. Yes? <laughs> Kihai refused to call off the duel, as it would scorn his honor, but he said that if Musashi yielded and apologized profusely when they met for the duel, he'd let him live. At dawn, Doran met with Kihai at the town square of Hirofuku, in Musashi's place for the duel. Doran uh, basically decided to take the fall for his nephew, Um, so he immediately began begging and apologizing on Musashi's behalf, asking to spare his life, and Kihai stood there with his weapons drawn, listening to Doran, and called out to the townsfolk to listen to Doran beg for the life of this coward child who had not even appeared. Before Doran was halfway in his apology, there was a shout from a nearby alley. Musashi burst forth into the town square, wearing a simple robe covered in dirt and grime, wielding a six-foot quarterstaff, which was basically a glorified (laughs) stick he'd made himself. Before Doran could stand up and stop him, Musashi, the unwashed, crater-faced, stick-wielding 13-year-old, charged Kihai, the trained, armored, sword-wielding samurai. (laughs) Musashi, on top of this, was shouting taunts towards the samurai as he ran towards him. (laughs) Kihai tried to block the raging teenager with his sword, but Musashi dove low, crashing into Kihai's waist, throwing him to the ground. 
Before Kihai could get up, Musashi grabbed the quarterstaff in both hands and slammed it down between Kihai's eyes. It was too blunt to actually penetrate the skull, but it did cause a huge skull fracture, basically split his head in two, without yeah. actually opening it. Um, then, Musashi stood up and beat Kihai to death with the quarterstaff while his uncle Doran was trying to pry him away. Kihai died, quote, vomiting blood. This was Musashi's first duel, and he was hooked. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call that a duel. That's an assassination. <laughs> that, is, like, that is a full-plate armored, sword-wielding, 25-year-old trained samurai dying to a 13-year-old in a dirty bathrobe with a broomstick. I mean, imagine, you're <laughs> expecting an honorable duel, you've, pr like, practiced, like, sword fighting and fencing and, like, techniques for an honorable duel, and then this guy just comes charging at you with a stick, he has reach, so you can't really get that, get to He's him. He's fighting dirty, he caught you off yeah. guard, yeah. And no, he but is that, dirty, so. <laughs> that's where we're gonna get to this, cause, uh, yes, uh, Musashi is very fond of fighting dirty. <laughs> He's an honorable samurai, yes. No, he is not. <laughs> So he uh, kept on training for a couple years at the monastery, and then in 1599, at the age of 16, Musashi decided that he had to leave. He was done. He had enough training. He was ready to take on the world, literally. Mm -hmm. He left behind everything to his sister, from family possessions to furniture, weapons, everything, and embarked on his Musha Shugyo, which is a samurai warrior's pilgrimage. The concept is simple. Musashi has to travel Japan without the protection of his family, his name, or his school. He's basically nameless. Whatever dynasty he belongs to, it doesn't matter. He's free game for everything. Mm -hmm. um, and he has to hone his skills. During this pilgrimage, it's usual for the samurai to train at schools, uh, work as bodyguards or mercenaries, uh, serve a lord. In Musashi's case, this meant he was going to travel around and duel anyone who so much as looked at him funny. <laughs> that was his pilgrimage. <laughs> yep. <laughs> In the 1600s, a war broke out between the Toyotomi and the Tokugawa clans for the unification of Japan. Now, Musashi's family had an alliance with the Toyotomi clan, so he went to fight alongside Toyotomi Hideyoshi's army. His first engagement was in July, when he joined a siege on Fushimi Castle. Then in August, he partook in, a defending, in defending Gifu Castle from hostile forces. And then finally in October, Musashi fought in the Battle of Sekigahara, now, information on his time fighting for the Toyotomi clan is sparse at best. Um, during the final battle, he left. A historical script has him saying, quote, I am no lord's vassal, or servant, and refusing to fight alongside his father. But then again, we have sources saying his father might be dead now. Um, so by father, it might actually be referring to a mentor. It's kind of a mess. It's it's someone he viewed as a an authoritarian figure. Right. Um. We also don't know why Musashi abandoned the Toyotomi clan. Um, here's my personal guess. They had a string of three victories, much helped by Musashi, like he was a force to be reckoned with on the battlefield. So I'm assuming the Toyotomi tried to buy him and have him change his name to theirs and swear loyalty to their clan. That's my best guess. Okay. Considering another soldier saw him screaming that I am no Lord's Vassal and running away. Like, yeah. I think they might have tried to buy him. Because he kind of belonged to, like, his father was gone and, like, he belonged to, like, a dying family name or whatever. Mm. Um, and he refused to do that. So, Which most others would have accepted, like, yeah. gratefully at oh, that Oh, yeah, because the Toyotomi yeah. clan is huge and they were, like, yeah. winning tons of stuff. Mm. Um, turned out to be a good call. <laughs> he left and the Toyotomi ended up suffering a crushing defeat and that ultimately ended their war there. 
So they're out. Their dynasty's gone. <laughs> yep. Um, so he did not lose any of the fights on the battlefield in 1v1 combat, and he never sustained a single injury in this year-long war. He bested every soldier he met on the battlefield. We don't have a count of how many, but he was engaged in three castle sieges and nonstop warfare for nine months. So it's a so, decent handful of men he beat. So at this point, he comes out of war carrying only the scars he got from acne. Yep. Oh, and he's, he's still 16, by the way. <laughs> oh, God. Yep. <laughs> so after this, uh, Musashi just kind of disappeared for a while. Um, as far as we know, he went into exile training on Mount Hiko. Mm-hmm. In 1604, he's now 21, after five years training in exile, Musashi walks into Kyoto. At this time, one of the largest clans in Kyoto was the Yoshioka clan, famous for the Yoshioka school, where they taught their Yoshioka Ryu, a specific variant of Kenjutsu. The first thing Musashi does when he arrived at Kyoto, he challenges Yoshioka Saijuro, the headmaster of the Yoshioka school, and the head of the entire Yoshioka family, to a duel to the death. Just walks in, it's the not, first thing I he mean, does. Not surprised. Honestly, no, not, not surprised. at all. But this dude is basically the mayor and also the owner of the top combat school. Like, he's both. He owns the yeah, city yeah. and he's a top family and he's a head of the fucking school. Like, it's a, it's a three for one he's type thing. He's a big thing. deal. Oh, he's huge deal. Um, Saijiro Yoshioka gladly accepted the challenge by this dirty, scarred, nameless nobody who crawled out from the mountains. But on one condition, the duel was to be decided on whoever landed the first blow. So it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be fatal necessarily. Just whoever actually yeah. touches the other person, it's over. Right. Um, it's quite possible he did this so he didn't have to kill Musashi. Just <laughs> cut him once, but not necessarily fatally. Yeah. Musashi agreed to this request. And they agreed to fight outside Rendaji in uh, Rokuhoku, which was in the northern part of Kyoto on March 8th, 1604. On the day of the duel... Yoshioka mm-hmm. Saijiro arrived with his brothers and his fellow family heads and the school leaders and a ton of townsfolk as witnesses. Musashi was nowhere to be seen. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. After half an hour, Musashi just kind of strolls up in a simple robe. For his weapon, he chose a wooden training sword. Yeah. I want to stress how much honor matters in Japan at this time. Arriving <laughs> half an hour late to a duel with the highest ranking person in Kyoto is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's straight up unheard of. Also, there was no rule that they had to use non-lethal weapons. Yeah. He just chose a wooden training sword because he's fucking nuts. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, he's kind of, yeah. So, naturally, Yoshioka Sajiro is pissed at Musashi for arriving late. And just as soon as he enters, he just announces the duel. There's no introductions, no no uh, common uh, decency, mm. nothing. It's just as soon as he arrives, he's like, you're dead. Um, it just charges at him, yeah. right? Yeah. The duel begins with the two men circling each other. As Yoshioka Saijiro is getting into stance, Masashi lunges forward, slamming the wooden sword down on Yoshioka's left shoulder with such a force that it not only shattered the soldier, uh, no, the shoulder, it crippled his entire left arm and knocked him instantly unconscious. Holy shit. I'm going to rephrase that. He hit him so hard in the shoulder, it shattered all the bones in the upper arm, and knocked him unconscious from a blow to the shoulder. So Saijuro is a veteran of war, owns one of the best battle schools. He is not uh, unfamiliar with pain. The pain from that instantly knocked him unconscious. That has to be an exaggeration. Like. Multiple quotes from it, and even says Masashi did it with one hand. 
He wielded it in his right hand and went wham, shattered his arm. The dude just slumped into a pile. Jesus. Um, so, because of this loss, Saijiro was no longer allowed to lead the Yoshioka family or the school. He left the warrior life and he went into exile as a monk in the Zen order for the rest of his life. He hit that guy so hard, he left civilization forever. He, he hit him out of a family. <laughs> he hit him out of a dynasty. He hit him out of civilization. You're right. Yeah, that's what he did. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. With a wooden training sword. <laughs> and he's just wearing a dirty bathrobe. He's just oh. this acne kid. Well, he's like 21 now. So he's actually, he's, he's, he's not. Yeah, we don't have to picture him with like a cracking voice. Hi, you're going down. Okay, so. Uh. Um, the title as head of the Yoshioka clan and leader of the school was passed on to Zaijiro's younger brother, Yoshioka Denshishiro, who instantly challenged Masashi for revenge, mm -hmm. hoping to reclaim his family's honor. Yeah, no, I've seen that anime. <laughs> Denshishiro wanted to fight at Sanjusangendo, mm -hmm. a nearby Buddhist temple in Higashiyama, uh, district of Kyoto. This is a temple to Kanon. The Shinto goddess of mercy and compassion. Mm -hmm. That's where he wants to fight the duel. In That's a like a good place. Yeah, to the very goddess fitting. of mercy. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and then Shishiro wanted to keep the rule of whoever got the first hit won. So, mm -hmm. Masashi accepted. On the day of the duel, then Shishiro Yoshioka, the Yoshioka family, and the school, and the townsfolk all arrived at the temple. And Masashi was nowhere to be seen. Yeah, no, why did they show up on time at this point? I mean, <laughs> Yet again, he arrived about an hour late, strolling mm -hmm. in, in the same clothes he wore at the previous duel, with a wooden training sword at his side. Then Shishiro was armed with a staff reinforced with steel rings, basically a mix between a quarterstaff and a mace. Mm -hmm. Just a really long mace. The bell was rung, and the duel began. Musashi didn't hesitate for a second. He sidestepped and swung his wooden sword, striking Denshishiro on the side of his head, killing him instantly. Straight to temple. The duel lasted three seconds. I found two sources on that. Three seconds. Yeah. Bell rung before it's even, it's not even stopped humming, and he's dead. I mean, okay, if he shattered a guy's shoulder and, like, all the bones in his shoulder with one blow. Yeah, he like, took one step to, to the, the right. Head, like, he took yeah. one step to the right, swung his arm around, and struck him on the temple. Instantly killing him. So he's just freakishly strong. It's like all I he does is from the descriptions, he wasn't any bigger or taller than like he was just a normal dude. Like I wasn't anything. No descriptions was like, and he was two heads taller than the tallest man in the town. Like there was yeah. nothing like that. He just knew exactly where to hit you with a blunt object to instantly yeah. do as much damage as possible. I mean, he has well, trained for a shitload of time. Like, yeah, yeah. I, you don't really have to hit that hard in a temple to take someone down, though. I think. It's still, like, the, the, the fact that he's doing it one-handed, like, especially the <laughs> yes, first one, is like... I wonder if that's, like, a front-heavy sword. Like, it's, mm -hmm. a, it's, it's just a wooden training sword, but it's, like, lead-lined or some bullshit inside. <laughs> it's just, like, there's gotta be something going on there. I, I mean, yeah, like, <sighs> we don't know what was actually going on. We just know what other yeah. people told of the event. Yeah, so... Well, the duel lasted three seconds, and that's mm -hmm. that. After this, the head of the Yoshioka clan and mm -hmm. the school, was now Matishishiro Yoshioka, a 12-year-old. Don't do it. Don't what? do it. What? Please don't tell me he's gonna... Desperate to reclaim his family's honor and reputation, Matishishiro Yoshioka, the 12-year-old, oh. challenged Musashi to oh. a re-reduel. 
No. There was one new rule for this one, though. He's, he's changing the game a bit. The, Yoshi, um, the Yoshioka clan wanted it to happen at the darkest time of night, which is highly unusual for duels. Musashi accepted the challenge, but was naturally suspicious. On the night of the duel, Matashishiro Yoshioka arrived at the temple in full plate armor with a whole group of armed soldiers, archers, riflemen, and swordsmen. Honorable or not, they were taking Musashi down. <laughs> so he's brought an army. He's like, if I lose the duel, you kill him. Yeah. Musashi was nowhere to be seen. Hmm. Because Musashi had arrived three hours early and was hiding in a bush in the middle of the temple <laughs> courtyard, right in the middle of the Yoshioka clan's army. Uh, so he either comes real early or real late. It's the mind games with this dude. Matashishiro Yoshioka and his men waited for what they expected to be a late Musashi. When uh, Matashishiro, the 12-year-old boy, was exposed, Musashi charged out from the bush, drew a very real sword, and decapitated the kid instantly. Brutal. Within seconds, Musashi was surrounded by the Oshioka men. <laughs> then Musashi did something no one else had ever done before. He drew another blade he had hidden inside of his robe. Mm-hmm. He was now wielding two full-sized blades, one in each hand. Which nowadays we see all the time. That had never been done. This dude literally invented it. He did yep. the Aragon. He he made that. Why would he use full-sized swords though? But yeah, yeah. With a blade in each hand, Musashi carved his way. That's the word I found in multiple sources. Carved yep. his way through <laughs> the Oshioka men. Killing any who engaged with him. Before he escaped through a nearby rice field into the night. Unharmed. Not a scratch. This is considered the invention of the Nitenichi sword style of Kenjutsu, the art of fighting with two full blades at once. Mm -hmm. Now that the third and final head of the Oshioka family had died, as well as half of their soldier unit, the clan and the school fell apart and was no more. Musashi had single-handedly wiped out a family dynasty. (laughs) In two days. He just arrived at Kyoto. That was a weekend. And then he left. That's all he did. He, came he comes there. back from his exile of training and just, like, comes back, strolls into town, takes out a fam- family dynasty, and moves on to the next town, yeah. right? And then, he, and then he left. That's it. Yeah. I don't even know why he had beef with them. I think he was just trying to prove something. He's not a good guy. <laughs> I'm not... I don't get this as a good dude. <laughs> yeah, he was probably just going after the biggest fish That's around. That's exactly what he was doing. Yeah. And then after that, the other ones challenged him, so, I mean... Yeah, so he, he had to. Fight yeah. people, yeah. After this, Musashi went to the Hozoin Temple in the south of Kyoto, where he trained with the monks for a few months. The Hozoin monks were masters of the spear, considered the best in Japan. And they still exist today, by the way, they're monastery, and they still train with uh, spears. Uh, and Musashi spent the months fighting non-lethal duels against them to improve himself further. So it was like friendly competition, basically. Mm. He also studied further into the concepts of Zen, focused discipline, and basically training himself to be utterly calm under combat, like nothing get under his skin. Mm. Once Musashi felt he had learned all he could from the Hozoin monks, he grabbed his robe, two training swords made of wood, and left to continue on his quest of destruction. As he was traveling to Edo, uh, now Tokyo, in the fall of 1607, Shishido Baikin, a master of the Kusari Gama, basically a sickle with a chain on the end that connects to a small Mm -hmm. iron ball, Heard of this unbeatable duelist Musashi. (laughs) 
Baikin wanted to put an end to Musashi's reputation and challenged him to a duel, which Musashi accepted. They met a few days later and decided to duel to the death. Naturally, he chose a wooden training sword for his weapon. What else? Baikin began by swinging for Musashi. Musashi dodged and swung his training sword straight into Baikin's temple, killing him instantly. Yeah, no, this is starting to get a trend, become a trend. Then Baikin's fellow soldiers descended upon Musashi. Musashi pulled out his second wooden sword and struck every single one of them who charged him down. The few who didn't engage him fled terrified of Musashi's talent and ferocity. Again, no numbers, but it was described as he took out nearly a whole soldier squadron, which is like 20-something, with wooden training swords. Yeah. They have armor. Mm -hmm. He's hitting them hard. Mm Mm-hmm. Then Musashi continued on to the city of Ido. In Ido, there was a man named Muso Gonosuke, a famous swordsman, master of the Tenshin Katori Shinto Ryu, and the leader of the Koryu school of Jujutsu. The art, well, Jojutsu, actually. The art of fighting with a short staff. Gonosuke had never lost a duel, and had recently won one against one of Japan's best swordsmen in a previous duel. So he's he's all high up on, like, I'm going to take them all out, I'm going to... Gonna take out mm-hmm. all the top ones and be the only one left. So naturally, when Musashi walked into town, Gonosuka heard about his reputation and challenged him to a duel. Mm-hmm. Musashi accepted, and they agreed to fight with wooden swords. The duel started, and Musashi lunged forward and struck Gonosuke once, instantly knocking him out. From the shame of this defeat, Gonosuke retired as head of the Koryu school and went to a Shinto monastery where he trained and developed techniques exclusively to rematch Musashi. He remained at that monastery, training for the eventual rematch for the rest of his life, constantly training but never daring to rematch Musashi, and he died there of old age some 50 years later. In other words, he knocked another guy out of civilization. This is this is feudal Japan's one-punch man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I was thinking it like 10 minutes ago. Holy shit. Now, I've only got into a few. At this point, Musashi has been in over 60 duels and was yet to be defeated. Mm-hmm. This doesn't include any of the fights during the war. No, of course not. In 1611, Musashi began practicing Zazen, a type of meditative discipline, at the Miyoshinji Temple, where he met Nagoa Sato. I think it? Nagauka. Nagauka Sato. Mm, sure who was the vassal to Hosokawa Tareoki, a very powerful lord who ruled the uh, Kumamoto domain in west-central Kyoshu. Now, Tareoki wanted his best fighter, a man named Sasaki Kojiro, to fight Musashi and had Nakaoka set it up. Now, Sasaki was the best kenjutsu fighter in Japan. He had a fighting style described as, quote, the movement of a uh, swallow's tail in flight. Sasaki uh, didn't use katana like most kenjutsu fighters. He used a nodachi, which is just a really, really big katana. It's just a long, two-handed long, blade. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's with excessive length and weight. Despite this, he was described as being quicker, more agile, and more precise with the strikes than any man with a katana. Like, he, the weight didn't budge him at all. That thing yeah. was fluid. The two leading swordsmen in Japan, Musashi and Sasaki, agreed to fight and scheduled a duel for the morning of April 13th, 1612, on Ganryu Island, off the coast of the Bizen province. On the day of the duel, 
Sasaki Kojiro and Tadaoki's officials, serving as witnesses, arrived on the island. But Musashi was nowhere to be seen. Hmm. After hours of waiting, they assumed Musashi had fled, terrified of Sasaki's talent. What had actually happened was that Musashi didn't take a sail ship to the island. He just caught a ride with a local fisherman who had a rowboat. Slowly rowing from the mainland out to the island. On top of this, he forgot his wooden swords. So he spent the trip carving one from one of the fucking wooden oars of the rowboat. <laughs> Oh, he's God. just got an oar. That's all he's got. Mm -hmm. When Musashi finally arrived, extremely late and dirty, holding a wooden oar as a weapon, Sasaki was pissed. Now, it's quite possible that Musashi arrived late in order to mess with people's inner peace. Like, it fucks with them. It's not honorable. Yeah. He's coming there. It's He's just taunting you just by arriving, mm -hmm. right? Um, and it worked, okay? Sasaki was, was pissed. Um, Sasaki drew his blade throwing his scabbard to the ground, to which Musashi responded, quote, if you have no more use for your sheath, you're already dead. <laughs> Damn. The two men circled each other, both very aware of each other's abilities. This wasn't a whoever hits first wins, but considering they both were so skilled, whoever hits first kills the other. So they were mm -hmm. very careful. And then Musashi began taunting Sasaki. Sasaki snapped lunge forward, making the first attack. Musashi sidestepped the attack. Sasaki turned back, but found himself staring straight into the bright, early morning sun. They'd scheduled this to be at dawn when the sun was out mm -hmm. on the horizon, but Musashi had purposely delayed his arrival to the island long enough to allow the sun to crest the island's mountains. Blinded by anger in the sun, Sasaki was unprepared, and Musashi attacked swinging his oar into Sasaki's chest. He shattered every one of his left ribs, which punctured his lung and protruded from the skin. And Sasaki Ugh. instantly fell to the ground and drowned in his own blood within a few minutes. Musashi Damn. then bowed to the fallen Sasaki and walked back to the shocked fisherman waiting on the shore who had no <laughs> fucking idea what he had arrived to. <laughs> Like, oh, hello there, Mr. Fisherman. Could you get me out to the <laughs> island? He did. He didn't tell him. Oh, I seem to have forgotten my swords. Would you mind if I get one of your oars? <laughs> Don't you? Uh, yeah, okay. Um, it just, just starts carving it. <laughs> uh, are you okay? Oh, don't worry. I'm going to a duel. Um, okay. You can wait for me here. It won't be long. <laughs> <laughs> You're dead! Oh, my ribs! <laughs> That's just literally it. <laughs> oh my god. During his ride back to the mainland, Musashi felt a great sadness that the world had just lost one of its best swordsmen. And he decided. Hmm? Bit, okay. Well, uh, he decided from that point on that he was done doing lethal duels. That was mm -hmm. it for him. He's killed enough men. Which is probably nearing a crap ton. Like, he'd won 60 duels plus the war. He's up there nearing 100. Yeah, I think he famously won 61 duels. Something I think. like that. Yeah. So, Musashi returned to the mainland and continued traveling. In 1614, he got involved in yet another war between the Tokugawa and the Toyotomi clan. Now, here's the issue. We're not sure who he fought for. Both sides reported fighting with and against him. So, it almost seems that 
he just kind of fought for the sake of improving himself, not actually giving two shits about the politics behind it. Oh, God. He went to a war to fight people. Yep. Didn't matter who, nope. what side. He no, fought yep. for both <laughs> sides. And he, it, yeah, so I have no clue. And when the war ended, both sides were not really sure who he was actually on. Like, <laughs> Imagine you're fighting in that war. You're like a lonely spearman, nope. right? But it's here's like the your thing. first battle. You're a farmer. And you see these like demon dude just going through with a, people with an left oar. and right. Huh? With an oar, <laughs> <With an laughs> yeah. Like, here's my thing. He said to himself, I am not going to take another life in a duel. So he joined a war, because it's not a duel, and just carved his way through more people. You have to wonder if he said, like, I will not kill another man in a duel. And then as he steps onto the mainland, he's like, oh, shit, loophole. (laughs) Is that a battle banner? No, like, think about it. He, like, beat most people with one strike. Yeah. It was too easy. With an oar. Like, he keeps giving himself (laughs) these fucking downsides. Uh... After rowing for three hours, so he's already tired. Mm-hmm. Fucking hell. This dude's arms. Like, I'm picturing, like, Popeye arms. <laughs> Anyways, so, after the war, Musashi decided he needed to start another uh, Musha Shogyo, the quest of traveling and beating people with a stick. And we don't have much info on this one, as he primarily traveled to monasteries and honed his skills there, rather than going around and beating the fuck out of people in villages. Though he mm-hmm. did partake in seven duels, all of which he won. On this quest, he also adopted a son, Miyamoto uh, Mikinosuke. I couldn't find any description of this dude caring about women at all. Nothing about him <laughs> ever drinking, nothing about him ever being with a woman. Like, I he, mean, he, he literally had a wooden sword and a robe. He didn't care for worldly possessions. No, he dedicated his entire life to dueling. Yeah, and then he just picked up a dude. You're my son, now let's go. <laughs> In the 1620s, Musashi started a dojo where he began training apprentices. People would constantly come to the dojo to challenge him, and he beat every single one of them. We don't have any numbers on it, it's just it was a constant ordeal from him. Mm. When Lord Honda Tamasa, the lord of Himeji Castle, heard of Musashi's dojo, he sent Miyake Gunbai, his best samurai there, to beat Musashi and claim the title as Japan's best swordsman. Okay, (laughs) why do people still keep coming after this guy? I mean, Well, he's ordered, this lord is ordering his best fighter to do it, it's not the fighter. (laughs) But, yeah. uh... Tadamasa ordered Gunbei not to kill Musashi. Only oh, beat yep. him. Yes, only beat him. So when Gunbei arrived, he cut a staff of bamboo from the garden to use as a weapon. Mm-hmm. Musashi used a wooden sword. Mm-hmm. The duel lasted two seconds, and Gunbei was on the ground bleeding unconscious with a shattered jaw that he would never recover from. Didn't see that one coming. No, no. The description honestly. was literally the bell hadn't... And he's down. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that. He never recovered from the Shadow Draw. His career as a fighting samurai, done. He's just living in feudal Japan for the rest of his life, drinking soup, I assume, through a reed, because they haven't invented straws yet. Yeah. So, for years, Musashi ran the dojo with his son, Miyamoto, until 1633, at the age of 50, Musashi decided he was done. By the way, he's still, every time someone comes, he's just downing them with one thing. Like, of 50... Musashi decided he was done. By the way, he's still over to his son, Miyamoto. A collection of five scripts on everything from martial art. He traveled down to the dojo, gave the manuscript to his son, went back up meditation peacefully. He that... went to his son so that, that could be buried next to his parents. Mm. I don't know why they did it like that, but... Eh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Above his parents uh, and his heart's grave, the Musashi Shrine was erected. It detailed most of his life, which is where we get most of this information from. Because, despite writing a crapload, Musashi never wrote about himself or his deeds. Ever. <laughs> At least not in those books. He was never beaten in a duel. He was never injured in combat. His manuscript, The Book of Five Rings, is still considered one of the leading texts on martial arts and discipline today. Mm -hmm. I'd like to finish this off with three quotes I found in it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> First one, think lightly of yourself and deeply of the world. All men are the same, except for their belief in their own selves, regardless of what others may think of them. And the final one, there is nothing outside of yourself that can ever enable you to get better, stronger, richer, quicker, or smarter. Everything is within. Everything exists. Seek nothing outside of yourself. He may not have been a good dude, but he was a badass. He, he was a bad ass. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Unbeated. With a wooden fucking sword. With an oar. Because mm -hmm. when he had two real swords, he cut through the entire Yoshioka army. Yeah. Carving his way through them. Yeah. So he's like, that's too easy. I can't have anything with an edge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, Miyamoto Musashi, the greatest swordsman who ever lived. <laughs> Indeed he was. <laughs> Fuck. It's not a feel-good story, but it's not it's not it's not as much of a downer as the previous ones. <laughs> uh, no, this was an epic story. <laughs> okay, guys, uh, thanks for joining us. Until next time.